Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. As we continue our Road to Moscow series, Ori Benatar here with Mahith Gamaj. And today we're going to be talking about Switzerland, the Group E European, one of the European sides in Group E. Schweitzer Nadi, Swiss Nadi, La Nadi. They have a lot of different nicknames featuring the word Nadi. Vladimir Petkovic is their manager. And Switzerland comes into this tournament sixth in the world. That's right. Switzerland is sixth in the world. And they are only in uh, the, well, not only in. They're in their 12th World Cup. They've made five, four European championships. But they are in their 12th World Cup. They have qualified for the last three tournaments. Got to the round of 16 in 2006. They became the only team in World Cup history in 2006 to be eliminated without conceding a goal. They didn't concede one goal. They lost to Ukraine in a penalty shootout in Germany in 06. Then they were knocked out in the group stage in 2010. And then at the last World Cup in 2014, got out of their group ahead of Honduras and Ecuador behind France. And they lost an extra time to Argentina in that group, they conceded seven goals in that World Cup. Of course, that 5-2 drubbing they had against France. But Mahith, Switzerland is, uh, man, sixth in the world might be a little too high, but th- this might be one of the best Swiss teams we've ever seen. Yeah, those FIFA rankings are a bit, you know, um, unfair. And, and they're, they don't necessarily pick the best teams. They just pick based on results and stuff like that. So... Of course, Switzerland's a great team. Six in the world is a bit much, but I think they have certainly enough to to get out of the group and and make a decent run in the in the World Cup. But yeah, so so Switzerland have great goalkeeping. They've got two good options in Jan Sommer is probably their starter, plays at Munchen Gladbach, and the backup is Roman Berkey, who is a starter at Borussia Dortmund. So they're set in goal. Their defense is is really good as well. Lichtsteiner and Rodriguez are fullbacks, both amazing crossers, probably two of the best crossers in in world football right now, which um, bodes well for their strikers. Um, Their striking core is by far the weakest part of this team, though. Harris Seferovic, Joseph Drimich, Brilan Bolo, and Mario Kavranovic. None of them really convincing for the national team. Harris Seferovic has 11 goals and 50 caps. Jermich, nine goals and 27 caps. Mbolo, three and 23. So there's nobody really scoring goals for Switzerland, and that's what's been their issue in the past. They would never score enough goals. But they've got their two best players are Jordan Shakiri and Granit Xhaka. Xhaka, of course, had that little training scare yesterday, but he is set to be fit for the World Cup. That's great news for Switzerland. I think without him, they wouldn't have much of a chance. Their number 10 player, their best player by far, I think. But Shakiri, we've seen him score great goals from them in the past at the last World Cup and at the Euros. He scored great goals. So the Switzerland team is set up to be a, like um, a knockout stage team. I think they would fancy their chances heavily to get out of their group. And they have a good team other than maybe up front. They're actually very good. Yeah, Switzerland actually finished second in their qualifying group behind Portugal. It actually came down to the last game. They lost to Portugal 2-0. That is actually uh, the last game they have lost. And even between March 2017 and March 2018, that is their only loss, is to Portugal. They beat Northern Ireland in the playoff on one goal. It was Ricardo Rodriguez who scored in the first leg at Windsor Park in Belfast. And then it was a nil-nil score at St. Jakob Park in Basel. That's how Switzerland got to the World Cup. But they've got uh, quite an opening game at the Rostov Arena. they got to play Brazil on June the 17th, followed by an all-European matchup against Serbia in Kaliningrad. And then June the 27th, get to play Costa Rica in Novgorod, Switzerland in Group E. But I think 
all their success is going to be dependent on Jordan Shakiri. Shakiri has been their main guy for the past two major tournaments at the World Cup in Brazil. He scored a hat trick against Honduras. All great goals in that game. He played really well. One of the breakout players I thought though was uh, Blairim Jamaili. He played pretty well in the World Cup. Also, you got Valon Barami. I would like to see Breland Bolo be better. A lot of people pinning him to be a great player in the future. He's only 21, but I would love to see him play really well. But, of course, Jordan Shakiri at the Euro European Championships. That was the first time I had ever seen someone score a bicycle kick at a major competition. I mean, now you've got uh, Bale and Mandzukic scoring bicycle kicks in Champions League finals, and Ronaldo had his in the Champions League quarterfinal this year. But that bicycle kick against Poland in the round of 16 to tie the game in the 82nd minute, that was the first time I'd ever seen a bicycle kick at a Euros or a World Cup. And I think all this Swiss success is going to be dependent on Jordan Shakiri. Yeah, I mean, he is their X factor. He, he's sort of the team's team's guy to rely on to score them the goals. Since they know their striking core isn't very good. So Shakiri does score a lot of goals. I mean, he has 20 goals in 17 caps. So, yeah, I think Shakiri, if he doesn't perform, it's going to be really, really hard for Switzerland. Um, one guy I'm looking at, Dennis Zakaria, who's broken out at Gladback this year, is a start for Switzerland. And he is a fantastic all-around guy, good ball winner, strong in the air. Watched him a few times in the past, and I was really impressed with Zakaria. Only 21. I'm hoping he starts next to Granite Shaka and maybe next to one of Jamaili or Barami. Um, maybe Romo Freuler can play a part as well. But that Switzerland midfield is very, very strong. Their fullbacks are very strong. Goalkeeping is strong. Midfield strong. Yeah, this, this Switzerland team is good. And the thing with Mbolo, he has played on the wings. He's played up front. And I think he's struggling to find where he suits um, the Swiss team best. I'm not sure if he's going to... Th- I'm assuming he'll start on the left wing. Shakiri right wing. Seferovic probably up front. But yeah, I'm really hoping to see Mbolo break up. I think, I think um, it's been long enough. We've heard the name Mbolo for a few years now, and we're seeing guys like Mbappe and Dembele and those guys play significant roles for their national teams. And I think Mbolo, if he wants to be considered anywhere near that bracket of top youngsters, he's going to have to have a good tournament. I agree with that, and I think Mbolo could have a chance to have a good tournament. But I'm just looking at Switzerland's group. We could see a very similar scoreline to what we saw in the France game in the last World Cup against Brazil because who knows, that Brazil team could be firing on all cylinders in that opening game. You've got Neymar back in the lineup with Gabriel Jesus and Coutinho and all these other guys on that Brazil attacking force, and Brazil could just light up Switzerland. So between that Serbia and Costa Rica game, which one could give Switzerland the most trouble? Because if Switzerland can't beat Serbia and Costa Rica... They're probably not going to get out of the group stage. So between Serbia and Costa Rica, which team could give Switzerland the most trouble other than Brazil? It is Serbia, I would say. Costa Rica are a great team. Of course, we saw that in the last World Cup. But I think that Switzerland-Serbia game is going to decide second in this group. And my God, that midfield battle is going to be insane. Because Serbia, of course, have Matic playing in the deepest role. And then they've got Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, who, who is a $100 million player now playing on that left sort of midfield spot and the right midfield spot. Potentially we'll see Andrea Zivkovic from Benfica, fantastic creative player, great all-round attacker that I'm a big fan of. Or maybe Luka Milivojevic from Brazil Palace, who, who is a great player as well. I think he was top scorer from defensive midfield this year, so um, a good player to have on set pieces and stuff. So in that game, um, everything has to, has to sort of 
Granite Xhaka and Dennis Zakaria have to play the game of their lives in that game. They've they've got to stifle everything in that Serbian midfield to have a chance because even up front, Serbia is probably better than, than Switzerland. So if if they can they can sort of stifle um, Milinkovic Savage and stuff like that um, above their defense line, then that's the only way Switzerland's going to win that game because Serbia and Switzerland are both I would say pretty even teams. I'd say Switzerland has the better defense, but Serbia has the better sort of front three. And in the midfield, Serbia has a slight edge. But we've seen we've seen Granit Xhaka play well in, in big games in the past. Zakaria, I I would I think is going to be one of the breakout stars of this World Cup. Yeah, I, I think that Serbia Switzerland game is going to be fantastic to watch. That midfield battle is going to be insane. Yeah, Switzerland has had a, sort of a, a mixture of the kind of groups they've gotten in the World Cup in the past. You know, last World Cup. They get a, a cakewalk of a group with Ecuador and Honduras as the two teams that they defeated. They beat Hondur- they beat Ecuador on a last-minute goal for Seferovic, and then Shakiri just put Honduras in his pocket. But then in 2010, Switzerland got a bit of a tougher group. They had Honduras again, who held them scoreless, but Chile and Spain were the other teams. And even though they beat Spain in that opening game in South Africa, they didn't get out of the group because of that loss to Chile, and then they drew Honduras. So Switzerland is always a mixed package. You never really know what to expect from them. But I think this year... We can expect a decent amount from the Swiss team, at least probably getting to the knockout phase. So that moves us on to our predictions. Maximum number of points Switzerland can get in this group. I personally think six because I do not think they have a chance to beat Brazil. I yeah, I don't think they do either. Um, I'd say six is fair. I think they could beat Serbia. And I think Costa Rica, they will look at and say, we can beat them. But also Costa Rica will fancy their chances against Serbia and Switzerland as well, and and that's that's an issue for for both teams because we've seen. I mean, Costa Rica got finished first in with Uruguay, England, and Italy just four years ago, so they'll be looking at that and thinking, okay, we've got an easier group now than we did four years ago, so why why can't we get out of this group? Um, so yeah, Switzerland's gonna have a tough time, but uh, I do think they're the best team. Those three, other than Brazil, and six points is probably their goal. Right, and uh, Switzerland likely to finish second in the group if they were to get out of the group behind Brazil. Runner-up in Group E has got to face the winner of Group F. So what does that mean for Switzerland? Germany. It means Germany. Any chance in that one? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, wh- I don't think, yeah, I don't think so whatsoever that Germany midfield, Kadira, Kroos, Mesut Ozil, and then the front three, Sané, Muller, and Timo Werner way too much for the Switzerland team and even in defense with Switzerland having a weak weak front line and Germany having one of the best center back cores on the planet and one of the best two of the best goalkeepers on the planet don't think Switzerland have much of a chance I think round 16 will probably signal the end of their tournament but they're gonna have to get there to face Germany so yeah I think round 16 for Switzerland yeah I think round of 16 again for Switzerland I just don't think they have any chance of beating Germany. I mean, Switzerland might have to face maybe the two best teams in the world in this World Cup if they were to get out of their group with Brazil, probably facing Germany. And then you look at their Nations League group for when the UEFA Nations League starts, Belgium and Iceland. That's a fun group. Switzerland, Belgium, and Iceland, those will be some fun games. That's I, I'm excited for the Nations League. I, some people are knocking it. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be cool. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, international football, other than the, interna- like the big tournaments, has been in the past and qualifying is such a bore so i think this this is a this is a good way to to sort of have the excitement of international football back again because i know a lot of people hate the international breaks and it's really it's really annoying for for fans of club teams especially to have that international break sort of 
stifle your season or maybe stifle a winning run or something like that. But I think the Nations League is going to be really exciting, and there's some really good groups in there. I agree. There's going to be some fun games in that one. But first, we got to get the World Cup, which obviously everyone is the most excited about. Switzerland's got a couple friendlies, though, during this uh, pre-World Cup uh, phase. Spain and Japan will be their opponents playing in uh, Villarreal against Spain on June the 3rd, and then June the 8th against Japan in Lugano at the Cornaredo Stadium in Switzerland. So, Mahith, thanks for joining me as always. Yep, of course, Ori. All right. So, Switzerland... Open up against Brazil. That should be a fun game on June the 17th in Rostov at the Rostov Arena. What can Switzerland do in this World Cup? Can they get by the round of 16? Or are we just going to see a classic Swiss performance knockout stage? Probably going to lose to a big team like we saw them lose to Argentina in Brazil. So that is our Switzerland preview. Make sure to continue listening to all our other previews as our Road to Moscow series continues here on the Top Flight Podcast.